And now we bring you Mary from Michigan Saves the World, the story of one young woman's search for truth in a life of peril, fortune, and fate. Hoping to discover why Warrendale nurse Ella Fontaine's ex-girlfriend, Jillian Fox, set Ella's trailer on fire and walked into the flames, Mary, along with the loyal Scott Dascombe and the charming John Cowan, visit the storage facility where Ella Fontaine left her worldly belongings before vanishing. There they find a letter from Ella to Jillian in which Ella bids her dear friend goodbye. But what did Zip O'Neill, security guard at the storage facility, mean when he said Ella Fontaine was always talking about the end of the world? And why had Ella painted her ceiling with the mysterious design found on the tapestry recently discovered by Hubert Barker, curator at the Detroit Museum of Art? Now with Scott and John in the car headed back to the city, we hear Mary say... Okay, John. How much longer? Another 90 minutes to Detroit. Oh, it's going to be at least midnight before we get to Hubert Barker's house. Scotty, if you want me to drive... I'm fine, Mary, as long as you keep talking. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure this out. No, no, it, it helps. I still think we have to go see Hubert Barker tonight, no matter how late it gets. Because it's Hubert Barker's tapestry that's somehow at the center of all of this. Somehow. Right. So, somehow, the design on Hubert Barker's tapestry ended up painted on Ella Fontaine's ceiling. Which means there has to be some kind of connection between Ella Fontaine and Hubert Barker. Exactly. And the only connection there can be is Julia. And we know Julia had been to see Hubert Barker recently, because when I talked to him, he said he'd seen you recently. And he said he was surprised at how you changed. Which could only mean Julia had been to see him pretending to be me. Scotty, when you talked to Mr. Barker when we were at the museum, he didn't mention the tapestry, did he? No, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to raise any suspicions. Oh, well, we're going to raise them pretty soon, I guess. When we come knocking on Mr. Barker's door in the middle of the night. I hope he's not in danger. Oh, I'm worried about that, too. If Julia is willing to hurt Ella Fontaine so badly, and if someone's willing to lock us in the nitrogen chamber, and then if Jillian Fox just... Oh, just decided to die, then whatever this is, whatever this is about, is really dangerous. I was thinking that myself. What if it's aliens? Don't say that. No, but what if... What if somehow it's all about aliens, and if you know about them, you die? That's not funny. I hate aliens. Okay, first of all, that's racist. Second, doesn't it make sense? There's a solar system or something and a big secret, and these weird people in suits coming around your sister. Seriously, John, stop. You're creeping me out. Uh, well, as long as it's not clones. Mary, what if you're a clone? Well, it didn't work. They got the copy wrong because obviously I'm not the clone. Julia's the clone. Clones are the worst. Well, aliens are the worst. Aliens are a-holes. That is very make Earth great again, Scotty. Well, I, I think if they wore clothes once in a while, it'd be better, but, but they never wear any clothes, so it's just this gross, woobly body. There have been all those UFO videos coming out. But Ella said stop digging around if you want to live. If you ever want to be happy again. I'm not unhappy. Yet. It's gotta be just money. That's what everything's about. Hubert Barker has the tapestry. He got it from somewhere, maybe illegally. And... Oh, what if... What if when Arthur Mendez found out Hubert Barker had the tapestry... Arthur also found out I worked with Mr. Barker, and instead of getting in touch with me, he accidentally ended up getting in touch with Julia. That makes sense. Uh, 
She probably has all kinds of stuff in my name. She has always done that. Emails, phones, whatever, bank accounts. So maybe it started as an innocent mistake by Arthur Mendez, but... Then maybe he decided to use Julia. But wait, Arthur Mendez invited you to Chicago. Yeah? And none of that explains why Jillian Fox would react the way she did. Why she killed herself. No. No, I guess it doesn't. If it's aliens, I win. Ugh. It is the clothes, isn't it? Oh, huh. my dad's calling. Oh gosh, now what? Hi, Papa. Hello, Mary. Everything all right? Everything's fine. Are you coming home soon? I'm with Scotty and John. I'll be home pretty late. How did Scott's first day at Mandrake Girl? Oh, fine. Fine. His space is really beautiful, and there are lots of customers already, so... You know, kind of a hectic day. Long day. Nice that you were there to help out. Yeah. Mary, I got an interesting phone call today from Dr. Fari. Oh? Everything's fine with your mother. In fact, she's responding much better than they expected. Much better. <laughs> is she coming home soon? Well, maybe. But, well, Dr. Fari got a little curious, I guess, about why your mother might be so responsive to this experimental infusion she's been getting. And so she started doing some tests. Okay. What kind of tests? Well, I don't know exactly, but the upshot is that Dr. Fari is wondering whether your mother actually doesn't have multiple sclerosis at all. Wait, well, that's good, right? It seems that way. Uh, Dr. Fari thinks it's possible that your mother has some other kind of myelin disorder, something that compromises the integrity of the nerve sheathing, but that's more susceptible to treatment than MS. It's called the Wilhelm Variation according to Dr. Fari. But, Mary, there's a possibility that it's actually a genetic condition. Oh. And it's possible that you carry the gene. Oh. oh. Okay. So I guess I should get tested. Well, once we find out whether Dr. Fari's idea is right or not, then yes, we'll want to test you. Okay. But it sounds like it's treatable anyway. Looks that way. Well, that's... that's great news, right? For Mama? I think it is. Maybe not for you, but... Oh, no, but... Ah. Uh, wow, that is a lot to absorb. I know. I was going to tell you when you got home tonight, but I wasn't sure when you were coming home, and I just didn't want to wait. Oh, I'm glad you didn't. That's exciting news. Okay, well, give Scott my congratulations. I will. Uh, bye, Papa. Don't wait up. Okay. Good night, Mary. Wow. Uh, so there's a possibility my mom doesn't have MS after all. Really? That she has something else called the Wilhelm Variation? And that I might have it too, but it's treatable, apparently. That might be why my mom's doing so well with his experimental therapy. Wow. That's good news. It is. I wonder... I wonder if there's some kind of mental aspect to it, too. Like, what if Julia has it and I don't, which is why she's gotten so much worse lately over the last few months? Hmm. Maybe. But it sounded like you have to get tested? Well, once they figure out whether it's what my mother has or not, yeah. Huh. That's a little scary. I guess. I should look it up. Uh, hmm. Wilhelm Scream. Kaiser Wilhelm. Ooh, Wilhelm Variation, yeah. Yeah. 
a variant of classic multiple sclerosis with a strong genetic component, autosomal dominant, tends to emerge in middle age, generally found to be more treatable than the classic condition. So, well, that's one piece of good news anyway. Even if I have it, it hasn't shown up yet and won't for a while. Oh, your dad has had so much to deal with. I know. Obviously, I didn't want to tell him what we were doing today or anything that happened. Mary, we don't have to go see Hubert Barker tonight. Yeah, Mary, uh, John's right. Uh, We could just take you home to be with your dad. No! We have to go see Mr. Barker. For one thing, his life might be in danger. The tapestry is at the center of whatever's happening. It has to be. And he's the only one who can tell us where it came from. I don't care what time it is when we get there. We need to talk to him tonight. Uh, guys. Guys, uh, hey, wake up. Uh, we're, we're here. Uh, oh, I wasn't asleep. Is that Mr. Barker's house? Yep. 411 Iroquois. We're in Indian Village. I love Indian Village. What time is it? A little after one. Ooh, still early. There's a light on in that upstairs window. Okay, I'm going to go knock on his door. Uh, Mary, I don't know if that's a good idea. Somebody knocking on a door at one in the morning. I mean, people get shot doing that. Yeah, but I don't have his phone number. And if we wait until morning, it might be too late. You guys can stay here if you want, but I have to do this. Wait, Mary. I'll come. I'm not sitting in this car by myself. Okay, well, Scotty, he's going to freak out when he sees you after you ask him to show you his quilts earlier. I know, I know. You do all the talking. I love this porch. It's like a little stage. Oh, this is a Chittenden and Cotting House, one of the great architectural firms of the 1910s. Quiet, Scotty. I think I hear something. Who's there? Oh, uh, it's, it's Mary Marshall, Mr. Barker. I'm sorry to bother you so late, but it's really important that I talk to you right away. Mary Marshall. Well, hello, Mary. Oh, hello, Mr. Barker. And you I saw earlier. Your name is Scott Driscoll. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Scott Dascom. And this is our friend John Cowan. Hi. Okay, so we need this shotgun, then. Well, not for us, anyway. Well, come in. I am so sorry to barge in on you like this in the middle of the night, but I... It's fine, Mary. Old men don't sleep much, which is why we get such strange ideas. The imps in the empty areas of the clock climb down and start confiding in us. Uh, Mr. Barker. Please, Huey. I don't have a fire going, but that's only because the chimney's been blocked up since 1932. Isn't this a nice room? Oh, it's gorgeous. All this wood, leaded glass. That's a Roy Arp lamp. That is a Roy Arp lamp. Hammered copper and all. Now, a drink, my finite friend? Uh, thanks. Just just a little one. John? I'll take a regular-sized one. Mary? Yes, please, a double. I thought I liked you best, and now I'm sure of it. Mr. Huey, maybe you know why we're here. Well, I know why you think you're here. You think you're here to ask about the tapestry. Yes. Because you want to know what's going on. Yes. And because you think my life might be in danger. Oh, people are already getting hurt and dying. Yes. And someone locked you and your friend John in the nitrogen chamber, didn't they, Mary? Yes, they did. Someone who intended to do you harm. That's right. And and you know who it was, don't you? Well, of course I do, Mary. 
It was me. You won't want to miss the next chapter in Mary from Michigan Saves the World at this same time tomorrow when you'll hear Mary say... Oh no, Mr. Barker, please. Please listen. We don't mean you any harm. That's tomorrow on Mary from Michigan Saves the World.